and welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I'm coming to you from a walk that I'm on here in Munich. Um, Today's going to be another special episode where all of the segments are kind of chopped together because everything is being based around the big event tonight, which, if you remember, is my concert with Jose Gonzalez at the Mufathalle. I'm really excited about this. Um, I've been a fan of his for a long time, like over 10 years or more. Um, Pretty sure I discovered his music in college at UNO. Um, I had some friends who showed me, and I just got obsessed at the time. One thing I noticed that just kind of interesting, he just released a new album, and his style has kind of always consistently been the very same sound. And I thought that was interesting because, I mean, it's a beautiful sound. It's really distinctly him, and uh, it works, obviously. Um, But I always think about, uh, when I look at my own music and I look at projects and I look at, you know, goals I have for myself when it comes to new music, um... Sometimes I I really want to purposefully do different things and challenge myself. I always look at Bob Dylan as a kind of inspiration because, you know, he didn't even sing the same from album to album. If you think about, like, the early stuff, like, Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, into, uh, you know, Nashville Skyline, like, (laughs) like Kermit sings. Uh, it was a complete, completely different style and completely different person, like each time. And I can imagine because he's, his songs were so um, indoctrined into the pop culture that he had to play them so many times that probably he felt trapped in a way and wanted to like redefine what his sound is each time. And bands like Radiohead do it too. They they kind of have their distinct thing, but they always sound a little different each album. And it's really cool. And it's, uh, I think for me, that's the kind of direction I always want to take. I think, like, my album, The Deer Jump, from forever ago, from 10 years ago. God, it's almost 10 years ago now. Um, you know, that was like this, this young kid with some angsty lyrics and, you know, a few really nice moments and ideas. But it's really not my favorite work at all by far. Um, and I know a few people who like it. Um, it has something to it, but it's not something I would put on a pedestal by any means. And then I went into 12 songs for 12 friends. And this was in a time of my life where I had this, you know, this big dream with this huge band. And I wanted to make like big, bold, loud, inventive, like alternative folk and rock and the songs are so genre dedicated in that album. Like each song has a specific artist in mind that I'm trying to 
pay homage to pay homage 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 to uh, in a way and but it's also just different it's more progressive and then we get to simple swimmer and I felt that the lack of success with 12 songs was due to the style in which the songs were written so when I did simple I, I really actively made the choice to do things really different and you know like no acoustic guitars and everything really crunchy and, and indie and snappy and radio friendly and festival ready and um, I'm really proud of that record but it had you know even less I think of a pool than 12 songs for 12 friends did to be fair though I think 12 songs has a lot more heart and just better storytelling as a whole but Simple Swimmer is really, um, like, I don't know, a cha- like a challenging aesthetic song-wise. Like, I am very proud of it, but it's just different. But what I mean by bringing all these up is just that when I go through each album, what I try to do is actively sound a little different than the last one uh, in one way or another, sonically, just a little different. Um, but Jose Gonzalez didn't really do that. Um, he has a few... A couple of really perfect, like, amazing albums from back, I think, in, like, 2007, 2009. And now he has a new album that just came out. That's what he's touring right now is this new album. I played a couple of songs off of it the other day, and it's the same uh, exact sound. And part of me wonders, like, well, did he just get where he's at successfully because he saw what worked and he stuck to it? Or is he just doing what he wants? He just didn't see a need to alter his sound in any way. I'd love to ask him that question, but I wouldn't want to offend him by saying, hey, your music hasn't changed in 10 years. What's the deal? Um, I'd have to find another way to word it. But anyway, that was just something that crossed my mind. Uh, There's actually an interesting update with 12 Songs for 12 Friends that I haven't really talked to anybody about yet. And that is, um, I think, like, long-time listeners will remember that um, a couple of years ago, when I was still working at the elementary school, there was this conversation I was having off and on with the Swedish record label owner. In fact, the very same label representative of Jose Gonzalez. I had reached out to this record label to see if they wanted to release Simple Swimmer. We were in the like middle to post-production stages of the album, so we had some demos we could send. I was very proud. I had a new booking agent. I wanted to get you know a label to back it and like do the do the real damn thing, you know. Um, of course that didn't work out, but we talked, me and this guy, his name is Magnus, which what a name, Magnus. <laughs> and uh, funny because in German if you say Ich mag Nuss It's like I like nuts um, <laughs> uh, I like nut uh, Anyway Magnus Sounds like a gun He um, He sold a large part of this Other record label But He still has a good Chunk of this second one Like he's still the owner of this other one And he of course has all the same contacts And, and he still has bands And he still Does what he loves And um, a few months ago, I reached out to him because, you know, we had built sort of a relationship together over these months of talking 
a couple of years ago. Um, and although we didn't end up getting to work together, I thought, you know what? Um, we were very nice to each other. And I think there was some interest from him, at least for a while, in picking me up. So I wrote him and said, hey, Magnus, it's been a long time. I hope you're doing well. Um, I see that Jose is playing in Munich in October. I don't know if it makes any sense to even be asking because normally artists like him travel with a support act from the label, but if he doesn't have anybody, I'd be very honored to uh, get the slot. And he was like, hey, Jordan, nice to hear from you. I will forward this along to the German agency. So, you know, he put in his two cents to the guys who needed to know and forwarded everything along. So actually he got me this gig because he sent off with his you know, status, the recommendation. And it went up this ladder to a, diff a few different, you know, the, the touring agencies, the booking managers, and it got to the top and they said, yes. And that's how I got the job. And since I got the gig, um, we were emailing a bit more. And very recently he wrote me, this is just like last week. He said, Hey, um, all of this came over me recently, but how would you feel about me um, essentially taking over half of the ownership of 12 songs for 12 friends and trying to re like reignite it and redistribute it and sort of repurpose it and see if we can't get some better traction on it which um, cool <laughs> cool okay yes um, so I asked him what he meant and he, he basically said that um he loves songs like James and Most Famous Surprise, which coincidentally are the two most personal songs on that album, and uh, which is a good sign. And he said um, he wants to do a buyout. Like, basically, I self-released this album through and through. You know, I didn't use a label. I didn't have one. So the album is really me, I'm the publisher, I know, I paid for the distribution through a, a self-made uh, website, you can do it yourself, you pay some money, and I'm the label, I'm everything, you know, um, I have 100% ownership, and he basically wants to do a buyout, like we, we will calculate the earnings of this album over a period of time, and he'll buy 50% of it from me, like 50% of the masters, and redistribute it through a distribution company that he works with based in France, um, who work with bands like Air and uh, somebody else that I liked that I recognized. Oh, like Joan Baez <laughs> is on there, kind of funny. Um, and yeah, then he would use his contacts. He said he would put some money into marketing like, do what a record label should have done uh, from the beginning. And he said he, he knows it's extremely hard, extremely hard, for those who don't know, to breathe life into an old album. Um, it's virtually, I mean, I would say it's virtually impossible, but I'm willing to let him try. Uh, I don't really have to do any work. I don't lose anything. Um, he, said it's virtually, he said it's really difficult to do it, but he can promise that there will be a lot of effort on his part. Um, maybe he wants to get some of the songs back into some proper playlists. Maybe it'll help get me some more exposure on radio, on uh, maybe some local networks, maybe some, some blogs. Yeah, I'm down for that. And uh, maybe it could lead to more shows, which I also want to do. I, I'm so happy I get to perform tonight because 
I haven't done it in so long and it's really a part of me and I love it. Um, so we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated about that. Um, I'm basically right now just talking everything over with the team <laughs> and calculating the figures and just figuring out what the next step should be. But I think I'm going to do it. Actually, I'm pretty certain I am going to do it. And I think if I were to talk to anybody that I usually uh, talk to about these sorts of things, I think they would all say to do it. Um, but yeah, pretty interesting. And yeah, it all leads back to tonight. Uh, and I was, I almost couldn't play the show, believe it or not. Uh, last week, I tested positive for COVID for the first time, finally had it. And uh, I remember I was really, really sick. I was really nervous that I had it, but I didn't test just yet. Um, I had tested before and was negative, but then I felt super sick after. And I um, was really, really like just done for. Um, high fever, very thick, heavy flu symptoms. I was really tired and feeling sick in my stomach and everything. Uh, and then it finally passed, and that's about the time where I was like, well, I should just test. And then I was positive. I was like, shit. I had to tell everybody. And, um, yeah, a whole bunch of us got it at the same time. But thankfully, it's all over now, and I'm testing negative again, which means I can do the concert. Thank God. Imagine if I'd gone through all this, all the conversations with Magnus and everything about the record label and everything about the album and and all this shit and everything, and then I can't play the day of, you know? Crazy. But uh, I'm really excited, and... I'm going to be sending a few more updates as we go along. Uh, I'm also going to make like a little video journal of today uh, with all the steps in the process. Um, you're going to be able to find that on my Instagram at Jordan Prince. And uh, I'll try to remember to also share it to the artsy fartsy one. Uh, but I think the same people follow up with channels. <laughs> so you know, it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, I'll also share it to the... Uh, uh, TikTok channels. So if you guys have those, go ahead and um, stay tuned on it. But yeah, I'm going to update you later on what's going on. Okay. And yeah, um, stay tuned. All right. Talk to you later. All right, guys. Well, here I am backstage now here at the Mufat Hala, and I'm going to go on stage in about an hour. Um, it's been a pretty exciting time since I've been here. I've met Jose already, and he's a very nice guy. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so I showed up here. I took a scooter from my house and put my little merch box on there and my guitar on my back and scooted the 10 minutes over to this venue. And uh, I love it here. It's such a big space. Um, as far as I know now, there's, I think, more than 800 tickets sold. Maybe it's more at the door later. I'm not sure, but... It's pretty exciting to play for that many people. I mean, especially when the last concert I, ha concert I had was in the Milla Club, which was for maybe like 70 or 80 people. So it's, you know, 10 times more, which is kind of a jump. Um, but I met uh, Jose, I met his team, um, his sound guys, and uh, his booking people, and everyone is very kind. There's a, you know, there's one oddball in the group, but, you know, every team has to have their oddball. My oddball used to be my manager, uh, Tony, who is a freaking psychopath who threatened to sue me and screamed at me over the phone and stuff. But anyway, so glad he's not here. And uh, 
met the team and uh, saw Jose soundcheck, and he just sounds so incredible. He's just got such a control over his sound. He's got percussive things and loops and delays and reverb, and he's got this huge screen behind him that has all these effects and plays all these projections, so it's really entertaining, and he has his own light person with him, and it's really cool, and um, his own sound mixer and stuff, of course. And then... um, we watched him play, and then my friend Marcus came. He showed up, and uh, we uh, warmed up together backstage and uh, got some water. And then it was time for us to sound check. And we went on stage, and the sound guy actually remembered me. He said, I've, I've mixed you before. I said, oh, I'm so sorry that I don't remember you. Where, where did we do this? And he said, I mixed you at the Ampere which is the venue next door to this, which is about a 450-person venue, or about a 400-person venue. And I opened up for the this local artist named Xavier Darcy there, and he mixed that show. And I said, oh, that's so cool, man. Like, what a nice, you know, full, rounded coincidence to be mixed by the same guy who mixed me next door because this is my first time at this venue, and you already know my sound. He's like, oh, that's great. He was really nice. He set us up, he, he mixed our sound, we plugged, in the, we plugged in the guitars, we sang our songs, got everything set up nice and clean. Uh, you know, we don't need too much. Two acoustics, two mics, two stools, just a couple of good old boys, never meaning no harm. And then uh, we, we sound checked and then we came back to the backstage and talked about the set a bit. We went and got dinner where I got to properly meet Jose for a while. He asked me some questions about, you know, moving to Germany and, you know, about the language. And um, he was really, you know, really pleasant, really professional, really kind. Um, We have a debate going. I've never Googled it, but we have a little debate going if he has like a supermodel wife or if he married his high school sweetheart. (laughs) I'm I'm almost too curious to find out. Um, And then I went up to the merch table to set up some of my merchandise next to his. And the girl running his merch uh, is only 18. She's a Swedish 18-year-old, and she's still in high school. But she's so cool and so easygoing and was really helpful and really kind. And, yeah, we had our food. And then now I'm back here alone. Marcus just went to go meet with his girlfriend. They're going to walk along the river and get some fresh air. And... uh, now I think I might go out into the either get some fresh air myself or just go out into the into the crowd area and just see people come in and um, you know I don't know just look at the stage have a drink relax a little bit we're very warmed up I feel very good about how we sound but um, I've been told that I should try to replace the word nervous with excited because it's the same bodily reaction. So I'm very excited about playing. I'm very excited to, to play. And I want to try and stay cool and calm about it because it's for me, it's a big deal. Um, yeah, so that's where we are now. I've come in, I've sound checked, I'm backstage, I played in an hour. And uh, I'm really excited to tell you about how it went. Uh, so I guess that's coming up right about now. We don't 
So as you can hear, I'm finally back behind the official microphone. It's the morning after, and I feel great. Um, a little hungover, but so happy. Um, getting to the venue was so exciting. I've always wanted to play it. Uh, it's a huge room. In the end, it was about a thousand people, which is crazy. When you're standing on that stage and you look out at that many people, it's uh, extremely overwhelming. It can be. Um, and I was really nervous the first couple of songs. Marcus and I were both very nervous, um, but I think it came out pretty good. Um, I got to meet Jose, and he was very calm and kind and relaxed and collected, very much what I imagined. Um, and I missed a photo opportunity with him, which is kind of ironic in the end, but uh, I guess it's okay. Um, they had a good dinner for us. We had our own room. We warmed up a lot. I felt very ready, and... Yeah, we walked on stage, got a beautiful applause as we opened up and introduced us. Started everything off with uh, the Crooked Rail, and then played Smilin', and then a few classics like James we played, and uh, Most Famous Surprise, and Eye to Eye, a couple of newer ones like Simple Swimmer. And yeah, I mean, I think we played extremely well. Uh, it was one of those rare concerts where we had already sold merch before we finished playing and we were the support act. So that's a good sign. Uh, my friend Mark manned the merch table. So that was really cool. Um, and yeah, we just were given such warm applause after every song. And it's just so after that third song, when you're really warm and you feel good again and you're confident, then man, you just, you hit it so hard. And um, yeah, I was just so overwhelmed. I, I loved it and I had a lot of fun. And um, it was like some of the, it was one of the most sold merchandise nights for me. Uh, just, just, just pure income. Like I think I've never sold that much stuff in one night. So definitely got some new listeners. And uh, I, I would have liked maybe if Jose had, um, you know, come by the room or said something, but that's, you know, that's also the business. He, he had his own preparation to take care of and I'm just the local support. So, you know, you get, you, you, you know, you understand how, um, things go as you, as you go along. Um, not butthurt about it or anything. Um, he did say thank you and he did say my name and stuff on stage. So that was cool. Um, he played very well. It was really beautiful. He's such an incredible musician, very nice guy, good team. Um, Yeah. I loved it. Um, thank you for everybody who who came. Uh, I know it was a pretty expensive ticket. I didn't expect there to be a thousand people there. He definitely made some good money on that one. Um, yeah, the sound guy, Mike, was really uh, helpful and supportive. Um, the whole team was really great. Um, thanks to Valerie from the merch table for giving us so much space and so much help and support. 
And Marcus, you're the best, man. I'm so glad I got to play that concert with him. He's a, he's a very great accompaniment, good vocals, amazing guitar. And it was a lot of fun. I think we played really well, and I'm really happy I got to do it. And I'm really glad that someone recorded. So my friend Kati recorded so much of these songs, so you guys can kind of hear it too a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm going to end it here. I'm a little tired today, but I wanted to give you a glimpse of the concert. And um, yeah, maybe next week I'll talk a bit more about it. But um, I'm just happy. I'm just really happy. It was amazing. It was everything I wanted. And now I can relax. <laughs> and maybe now that I've done such a good job at this show with Jose and, and I saw that the record label guy that I mentioned at the beginning, I saw that he watched all the Instagram stories with all the footage and stuff. So maybe your boy is going to get a little, uh, more con- few more concerts like this. Wouldn't that be nice? All right. I'll keep you guys posted. Thank you for listening. Um, spread the word. Let's grow this artsy fartsy family. Thanks for being here, and I'll be back next week. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.